And yes, North Carolina has eight schools in the CIAA and it's 12 in the conference. But still, we're just given the opportunity, you know, to reach that demographic. I look at it like, um, it's like the, 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 the pretty chick we took for granted in the city. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, for real, like, it was, she was, she was shining. Mm -hmm. And then we took it for granted for a couple years, things started happening, and then it's like, somebody else put their arm around her and was like, come to Baltimore. You are now tuned in to a Power Podcast Network production. All right, and we're back. Episode three of the Keep the Money on the Four podcast. I am your host, Lex Bibbs. I'm joined alongside a good friend, but more of a brother, yeah. uh, Levi, man. How you doing? Doing well, man. How about you? Good, 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 man. I'm happy to have you on, man. Um, you know, you're actually my third guest, and the purpose of this podcast, man, is to, you know, acknowledge, bring awareness to entrepreneurs from Smith. Um, you know, the whole Keep the Money on the Ford campaign is just about champion people, promoting people that went to Johnson C. Smith University. So, you know, I know your story very well, man, but I wanted to bring you on so you can share your story and we can have a conversation. So, man, who is Levi, man? Who am I sitting next to? Man, you sent to a young man from Woodson, North Carolina. 252. Um, 252, all day, you know. <laughs> um, came to John C. Smith in 2010, class of 2014. Uh, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be in Charlotte. I'm about to say, man, we got to go back, man. You know, you went through that kind of fast, yeah. man. So <laughs> let's give them a little insight of how we met, man, and that whole thing. I know my side of the story, but tell your side, man, how we met and how'd you hear about Smith? Man, I was in high school, senior year. And um, I went to a college fair, and I saw a table that said John C. Smith. I actually was already committed to um, go to Georgia State, but then I wanted to go to Carolina as well. So I was kind of torn, and then I met Lex, man. He just talked to me. It was straight. Tall dude looking lonely <laughs> at the table. It was like a little community center. Yeah, it, it was real, a real small community so center. So what I tell you, man, is, is nothing but, like, the universe and God, how it's supposed to happen. So, man, y'all know me as this cool dude, but I'm actually like a pretty, I got my bad parts about me too. So I had gotten in trouble at work. I was like being like, I just got in trouble. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was feeling myself as a young professional at my first job at Smith. And I didn't always do things their way I did it my way. And so they took away my traveling privileges. Like, I was traveling, like, big places, right? Oh, I don't know this story. You know it. Part. You know it, but hold on. <laughs> so I got in trouble. So they took away my privileges. So, like, they had put me back on, like, travel, but they, like, we ain't sending you back to, like, the DMV or, like, Ohio. We're sending you to Wilson, North Carolina. And he said at the time, you might not get any students there, but if you want to go, go. I was itching to get back on the road, like what we call traveling on the road. And I just remember meeting you and your family. And I remember, see, I thought you was headed to Central because your sister was like, mm -hmm. no, he not coming. He already <laughs> going to North Because that's where your sister was, yeah. right? Well, she went to Carolina, but she did go to um, Central yeah, for a Yeah, she was grilling me. And I was like, I said, listen, 
y'all let him come, bring him. I'll personally do a tour. It was like, you ain't going to do the tour. I was like, I promise you, bring him. And the rest is history, bro. So I felt like, I'm saying all that to say, I was supposed to get in trouble. Because if I never got in trouble, I never would have met you in, you know, whatever. Yeah, like the whole sales pitch that you did was phenomenal. And um, you offered with my, I, thank God I had good grades and everything. So you offered me a scholarship to come jump. Well, we had to pull some strings to yeah, get you in. Your grades was high. Like, we had to pull some strings. My grades were pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. So, yeah, you, you came to Smith, man. And, you know, talk about your experience at Smith. Like, you know, what were you involved in? Like, just talk through that whole HBCU experience coming from Wilson. Come from Wilson, it was a big culture shock. Um, Wilson, a very small country town. We got a couple stoplights, <laughs> country yeah. roads, but coming yeah. to a big city, it was, it was amazing. And that's um, crazy that people consider Charlotte the big city from Wilson. Absolutely, it's like coming to New York. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, just coming here, it was just, it felt like it was home away from home. Yeah. Um. Everybody was friendly. Everybody was willing to teach new things, new skill sets, and was they accept you with open arms. Yeah. And so like coming here, twenty ten, I was um Mr. Freshman at John C. Smith mm-hmm. and went through that. I was able to um be a Golden League scholar and raise a, up to a million dollars from my hometown mm-hmm. my freshman year um at John C. Smith. So shout out to Golden Leaf Foundation on that yeah. as being their first graduate. Um, and then it just turned into networking. I was able to work with the Carolina Panthers, Charlotte Hornets. Um, well, at the time it was the Bobcats. Right. But, you know, just being able to just keep grinding, man. And if it wasn't for you making an introduction and Darton Alumni Building in Wilson, North Carolina, yeah. I wouldn't be the person I am today. Appreciate that. So it's your story is interesting because I felt like I felt bad because the moment you got to Smith, I left. Yeah. And I and I and I took a job at another institution. And so I kind of felt like I let you down, but then like now present time looking back on it, it's like maybe I was just supposed to bring him here and he was just gonna figure the rest of it out. Cause, you know, obviously my job was to recruit students. I never in the agreement said, I'm going to be here until you right. graduate. But I just remember, like, when I had to leave and I was emotional about it, I was like, man, that kid from Wilson, I used to call you Eli, but I'm like, I still do sometimes. It's Levi, because I get Levi and Eli mixed up. It's, I had a lot of brain trauma. I don't know about that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I felt bad, man, because I was like, yo, you know what I mean? But I was like, I'll keep in touch with him. So I used to come back to the games and, I will see you with the promotional team. Talk yeah. about that, man, during the in-game stuff. So um, I started that in 2011, um, doing the promotions with Rocky Whitaker and MC3 Sports. Shout out to Rocky. Um, good guy. Um, so what we did, we just did all the sponsorships for John C. Smith, did the on-field promotions for football, and then the on-court promotions for basketball, just giving out prizes, doing contestant games, free throw contests, Play a contest, give you know something for the kids to do, some engagement for fans, and I actually enjoy doing it. I learned the bad side of the sports industry, 
Um, and something that's what carried on to my careers now, yeah. and actually what I'm doing with the Williams Agency. Okay, okay. The Williams Agency. Talk about it. What is it? How did it come about? Like, was it always like a dream of yours? Um, because you you do have a full time and you have the Williams Agency, right? Mm -hmm. yep. so yeah. Talk about the Williams Agency. So the Williams Agency, it was a dream of mine because um, my initial goal was to be a sports agent. Um, it's still in the process of doing it, but there's a new law and everything that's been passed around. Um, Rich Paul that actually helps people like me that really don't have a law degree, but I have two degrees. Right. Um, and so the Williams Agency was just my stepping stone to get me into the NBA and the NFL to manage athletes or even manage their finances or anything of that nature. Right. Um, so what I did with the Williams Agency was just to create something that I felt was a need for Division II and some Division I athletes. Um, my thing was they needed help with personal branding. There was something that I saw that was a lack in like the year 2015, 2016. So when it came to 2017, I started the Williams Agency. Um, no money at all. I just did it, just go ahead and get it out of the way. To say that I got a platform, I can start something. I can come back to it later. Right. So you and, you you saw a need for student athletes to work on personal branding, branding and, and development. Marketing. So, like, something had to have. Like, was there an incident? Did you see something in the media, or were you just like, man, I feel like that's something missing. Like, what did it? I'm just trying to get like deep. And yes, North Carolina has eight schools in the CIAA, and it's 12 in the conference. But still, we just given the opportunity, you know, to reach that demographic. I look at it like um, it's like the the, the the pretty chick we took for granted in the city. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like for real. Like it was she was she was shining, mm -hmm. and then we took it for granted for a couple of years. Things start happening, and then it's like somebody else put their arm around her and was like. Come to Baltimore. Just needed that extra push to make it to the actual, the NBA level. Instead right. of just going professional, which is always a plus, but they had a the talent to go straight to the NBA. Right. But they needed help with actually, you know, building branding Absolutely. for them. So I felt like that's something that I was able to create to help elevate them to the next level. Well, no, that's important because, you know, that's the... You know, like, I remember, like, the more I got into music, like, they start hearing about, like, a road manager. Like, somebody has a manager, then they have a road manager, which manages them while they're on the road. So it's like, you talk about these athletes in your field, in your respect, it's like they have the talent, but some of them probably lack the very basic, like, okay, this is how you communicate in the public, or this is how you get into the community if that's what you want to do, or this is how you Absolutely. approach an endorsement conversation or something like that, or, you know, a lot of these guys, they, you know, obviously if they don't make it to the NBA, now they got the G League, or they got mm -hmm. the overseas option, and many of them don't even know the basics of how to negotiate, so I see how you can help them out. Yeah, and so that's how the Williams Agent. So is it just sports or is it? Oh, no. It's sports and entertainment. Um, okay. 
some of the clients I was, I did a Dreamville Festival. Um, I do celebrity basketball games. Um, I also have been doing um, AEBL, which is Atlanta uh, Entertainment Basketball League in Atlanta. I help out with that. Okay. Um, so just, you know, whenever I see a need where I can bring to the table to enrich that right. group or that company or that artist, um, right. just to make them a bigger brand and, you know, I just give them a helping hand. Now, I know you've done some work, uh, like, with the Honda Battle of the Bands. Was mm -hmm. that through the Williams Agency or was I that... Did, I did that through um, MC3 Sports when okay. I was younger, but, and then Urban Sports as well. Urban Sports, yeah. Um, in the younger days, but now it's just, I still have to do with them. Like, deal with them in certain a aspects, yeah. but not as much. So what I get from it is, like, you are uh, a management group. So if I was an up-and-coming, like, I don't know, podcasts, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I could, I hey, man, you could help me reach more, yada, 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 that I kind of you, thing. I can help you with your social media content. I can help you with your personal brand for that podcast, even yeah. when it comes down to endorsements. Okay. Um, what rappers or entertainers here locally? I know you talked about the athletes, but do you work with here? Um, in Charlotte. And here in Charlotte, I have worked with King KD and Tony Gaines with his company, Kings mm -hmm. Only. Yep. Um, I had also helped out with an artist from New York. His name by his name is Quay Majesty. Um, and I also had helped with a upcoming artist out of Raleigh on Nightdale area. He's all he's a songwriter, producer, and kind of like a composer. Yeah. His name is um, Travis McNair. They, he go by the name of 91. Okay. Man, the entertainment industry looks glamorous. It's tough. Right. Talk, talk us through, you know what I'm saying, just the grind behind it, the hustle behind it. Because, again, it looks glamorous. Like, I work at a high school and so many kids, like, they want to be a rapper. They want to be a ball player. But like it's it's a lot of sacrifice that comes mm -hmm. with that, you know, putting in the hours of that sport or late nights in the studios. Like talk through that, man. What you kind of experienced behind the scenes? It's a tough industry. Um, they refer as like a dog eat dog. Like why should we sign you? There's other people that can do the same thing that won't need that yeah. won't want that much money or right. don't. They already have that social media following. So it's kind of tough to get into. You just got to be committed. Right. And it's going to be good press, bad press. But at the same time, as long as you keep your mindset on what you want to accomplish, you'll do it. So there has been challenging times where, like, when Instagram came out, everybody really forgot about the whole Facebook and the followers and likes and things. So now Instagram and Snapchat is what's killing the game when it comes to your social media content. Mm -hmm. So in, the, in order for the women's agency to help you elevate and get noticed from record labels or just independent labels that's up and coming, we got to do campaigns, we got to do marketing ads, we got to do, um, do quick shows on the road or yeah. just do a little pop-up shop, do meet and greets. Yeah. Give back to the community just to get an outreach for yourself. Right. Um, in terms of, like, this pandemic that we're living in, like, has that helped you? Has that hurt you? Like, 
talk through COVID. I don't know when people may or may not listen to this. It might be a couple weeks from now. It might be years from now. And they're like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just, like, how has this whole last few months helped or hurt the Williams Agency? I would say it actually helped the Williams Agency um, to become more creative. From the sports side, I had to look at how, um, using the NBA as an example, how they brought all the players into one remote location and how that benefits them but still provide something for us to watch and be engaged with. Yeah. And it's still allowed them to get paid. Yeah. Um, so that helps me in a certain aspect too when it comes to the, you know, Division Two conferences or whatever the NCAA conference is, how I can help them manage, uh, create a new event that's not as big as the NBA, yeah. but it may be a small down scale of that and still be successful to get exposure for seniors that need this last year to play basketball or football to in order to, you know, get film and be drafted yeah. to a league. And when it comes to the music industry, just being more creative, how can you still engage and get new fans mm -hmm. but through your phone? Or do like for example how the baby did in um, Chicago over the weekend where he did a a drive through concert. He was there live, but everybody was in the car. Like, be creative of that and nature. And they allowed them to stream it, too. Mm-hmm. Right? And he streamed it. So people yeah. that cut, that's not in Chicago. I like, I like that approach it. because, like, even, you know, with me and my business, I've had to, like, reroute releases or, like, because I went through this whole thing of, like, I don't want to be insensitive and people are losing jobs. Like, how do I look like releasing new stuff? And then I was like, but people are working out. Let me release some workout stuff. So I had, it sounds simple, but that wasn't a direction I was trying to go in. I was just sticking to my whole script, what was working, but I, I, I found a new lane. I had to be creative in my thinking. I had to be, because I wanted to stay relevant, if I'm being honest with you. And then this whole keep the money on the Ford thing, that came about just because of the climate that we're living in and black economics. And, Supportive black businesses, and I was like, "Yo, it's time to release this thing." And then that's how this whole podcast came about. So, shout out to Lance and his team, man, and really helping Absolutely. me put this on and put this together. Um, the Williams Agency has been around for how many years again? We was founded in 2017, so three years now. Three years now. Three years now. So, is it just you? Do you have a team? Like, you know, like. Talk through, like, staffing. Are you looking for more help? Like, all of that. As of right now, it's just it just me. Um, of yeah. course, I'm I'm in a position now to look at, like, internships, trying to create opportunities for, you know, keep the money on the forward. Actually, my first go-to was to look at John C. Smith. Right. That's home to us. Meaning going to the like, school and, and just say, hey, speaking to a class and... Yeah. That's what I'm doing, and I'm offering internship hours. Definitely. Because um, I actually have done it with my full-time job as well, too. And I've seen how they work, and that just, you know, showed me the ropes, how to do it. Right. So yeah. now how I know how to do it for myself and my brand. Yeah, quick pivot, man. You just mentioned your full-time, man. You 
you you know a little bit about the CIAA conference and the, the tournament relocating and all that stuff. And I know there's some things you could talk about and there's some things you can't talk about. But, I mean, how's it looking to have it in Baltimore in the first year? Is it looking good? Is it not looking good? It's looking good. It's looking good? Yeah, it's looking good. Okay. To where everything going on, it's actually surprising because we actually lucked out in this year we break that look, down how do, how do we log out with the tournament being the last week of february we was able to be successful and be able to get through the whole week oh okay okay I, I got what you said okay, so yeah because yeah, yeah. because COVID happened COVID like actually like, around though people just yeah, didn't even know it was yeah it was around <laughs> and, it, and it happened like yeah a week on the week and a half later yeah everything just started shutting down and but so man, like it's, it's, Seattle Blade is going to be amazing in Baltimore. It's a new feel. So, it's different because we've been in here for 20 plus years. Yeah. Um, so it's, it feels like we're losing something, but in a sense, we, we're gaining something. It's a new transition there where we can still engage our alumni. Yeah. Because most of our demographic are from up north. Yeah. And yes, North Carolina has eight schools in the CIAA and it's 12 in the conference. But still, we just given the opportunity, you know, to reach our demographics. I look at it like um, it's like the, 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 the pretty chick we took for granted in the city. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, for real, like it was she was she was shining. Mm-hmm. And then we took it for granted for a couple of years. Things started happening, and then it's like somebody else put their arm around her and was like, "Come to Baltimore," and we're like, "Yo, this drink gone. She gone. You know what I mean? She meaning the tournament, uh, word play or whatever." But it's like I, I I I hope that it does do well, and I I like it because it gives us an opportunity to. I mean, Baltimore is not home for me. I'm from the DM, the D.C., Maryland side. Like, we don't even claim Baltimore, mm-hmm. but it's like I'm excited to experience it, to see it in another city. Yeah, you know but I mean? the piggyback of what you said, we're not leaving Charlotte. There's still the our conference headquarters. is still there. Yeah, the yeah, conference is yeah. still going to be just here, the, the headquarters. So we just, you know, it's just like how we do All-Star, NBA All-Star. They yeah. do go to different cities, so right. we're just trying to, Test it out, but not going every city, a new city every year. Man. Let's just go here for three please, years and see what it Please don't goes. mention All-Star Weekend, man. <laughs> you have no idea. So growing up, you know, All-Star Weekend, you know, ask my wife. Like, it's like a holiday for me. Like, I'm in the house, don't bother me. Woo-woo. So that's like a thing. Like, I got to be locked in all weekend. Got my favorite snacks, food. I'm in front of the TV, dunk contest, three-point contest, you name it. All-Star comes to Charlotte. I'm like, bet. I'm out there. Bro, I get, like, flu-like symptoms from one of my kids. I'm in the house all weekend. Oh, wow. The only thing I attended was the Curry event at the Hefner Center. I always wanted to go to All-Star weekend because I'm like, bro, I'm going to get mistaken for something. I'm going to fake sign autograph all the wrong <laughs> reasons. And I was sick. And I remember that Saturday I looked over at my wife. I was like, can you just drive me past the epicenter, please? I just want to see it. And we just rolled through the city, bro. And I was like, it was the biggest fear of missing out in my life. It yeah, finally it was... came to my city as an adult. I got money. 
I want to go out, have fits and everything ready. I couldn't do anything, bro. I was sick. It was amazing. Um, I asked It was amazing. It you was really amazing. had to yeah, do that. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that was a great opportunity for me, man, uh, in the Williams Damn. agency. So the Charlotte Hornets gave me an opportunity to help with them yeah. for the um, NBA All-Star. But you know what? I heard a lot of, um, and I'm glad it ties in with the Williams agency, but I think people had this perception of All-Star Weekend, and they kind of correlated it to CIAA. People thought they just was gonna see LeBron James and 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 all these all stars just walking through the street. And I was just hearing some of the feedback that you really didn't see anybody. A lot of that stuff is like private, like Absolutely. you know, AT and T's over here, Nike's over here, Under Armour's over here. The William Agency is helping this brand promote it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like this liquor sponsor, this Gatorade, whatever the case may be. And so, because people are just thinking, like, I'm just going to bump into, like, Christophe Porzingis, and it's like, that ain't going to happen like that. They, that goes back down to endorsements and partnerships. Right. Because so. they coming through spending checks like, yo, we want this venue for the whole weekend. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's not about party promoters. It was about these companies buying out these venues and hosting events. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? And stuff like that. Like, oh, I, we did go to a Puma event. Oh, over, and they bought out a whole club. And they had, like, shoes. They put rims inside and dunk contests. And I just thought that was dope. But, you know, you said it was amazing. So I trust you. <laughs> it was amazing. And so, real quick, this year, All-Star Weekend, my wife decides to take us to a concert during Saturday <laughs> of All-Star Weekend. So I'm watching... The dunk contest from a concert venue. It's all good, man. Hopefully very soon you'll be able to uh, join. Yeah, but uh, back to the conference, the tournament real quick. You you feel confident about Baltimore? Absolutely. Okay. Very confident. Okay. It's what do you think is going to be the biggest thing, like from somebody that comes to Charlotte, like me and my friends, like what, what will feel different about Baltimore besides the newness of it being in a new city? Like... The arena's obviously going to be different, right? The arena will be different. Um, unfortunately, they don't have, like, an NBA team. We was playing the NBA arena right. here. Um, but the good thing is change is always good, and we finally get to create something from scratch again. So being able to start over, that was a good thing for us to do. Yeah. So at new ideas that we could do in Charlotte or couldn't do, it's possible to do now. So it's a lot of planning and a lot of brainstorming, but it's well, it's well worth it. But there's nothing like flying into Charlotte, taking an Uber, renting a car, parking uptown, and really not having to move your car the whole weekend. Like Charlotte afforded fans, families, spectators that experience. Will people be able to fly in the BWI and kind of like park in that area and just really not have to? Same concept. Because I'm not familiar with yeah, Baltimore it's, it's at gonna all. Yeah, it's going to be the same concept. Okay. All um, I know about Baltimore is, is the Orioles, <laughs> and that's it. Actually, the venues are actually closer than what it is here. Really? Mm hmm Hmm. I guess we're just going to have to wait and see, man. But um, this, this keep the money on the Ford thing. Um, is, is very important to a lot of us, especially as young black entrepreneurs. Um, what advice would you give someone that's 
you know, thinking about quitting their job or just at home, like, yo, I want to start. Like, what, what would you give them? What, what, what juice would you give them to, like, give them that, put that batter in their back? Like, do it, man. Um, something that I always put my grind in mind to is the quote, anything you can see, you can be. So whether it's you see yourself being an entrepreneur, see yourself being an NBA player, a rapper, just do it. It's going to take sacrifices, but don't stop if that's really what you want to do. Yeah. I like that, man, because you have to envision it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I think for a lot of us, um, me included, man, I, you know, you get in your head, you get in your thoughts, but you really got to put that out there, put that energy out there, you know. Uh, I love social media because you see all these buzzwords, and the, one of the buzzwords is like manifesting. You know what I'm saying? You got to speak it into existence and stuff like that. Um, I don't know why I just thought about this, but you, you got something personal big about to happen in your life coming up, right? Absolutely. Yeah, man, what Very you got soon. going on, man? What you doing? Well, I'm planning a wedding, so I'll be yes, married sir. very soon. Planning a wedding. How, <laughs> many, how many days you got, man? You counting down? Nah, I don't want to share that right now, but it's very soon. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel very you. Soon. Nah, it's, uh, so it's shout, a, shout out to my fiance, Ashley Moore. Yeah, man. Little Becoming Levi. the Williams and yeah. little Levi. So. I think I'm in the wedding or something like that, right? Yeah, you are. You probably good. need to go get yeah. fitted. Yeah, yeah you need yeah. to. You need to. Nah, that's cool, man. <laughs> it's, it, it's cool talking to you, man, because, like, I've obviously seen the progression, and, and I just want to give you your flowers while, while you're here, man. I'm very Appreciate proud of you it. for whatever that means, man, and um, I definitely think it's important, and that's the whole goal of this podcast is to bring people on to give them a platform to tell their story and just really have a conversation because one thing that we're all having in common is success, but we're all struggling too because this entrepreneurial lifestyle is not like perfect. It's mm -hmm. hard. It's very hard. There are weeks where I don't sell nothing. There are days where I don't sell nothing, you know what I'm saying? But it's like you really have to put the battery in your own back, like you said, envision it. And wake up and be like, yo, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get a new client today. I'm going to go partnership with somebody today. So I'm proud of you, man. Um, keep going. How can people get in touch with you? Like, how can people get involved and all that stuff with the Williams Agency? Just follow me on Instagram at the Williams A-G-C-Y. And just shoot me a DM. Go send me a message and I'll work with you. Okay. We'll figure something out. So you artists... Artists, athletes. Um, athletes, even if you're a clothing line or any anything that needs help with personal branding, marketing, content, contact, contact the Wheels Agency. Okay, okay. Well, man, this is this has been a great conversation. This has been the third episode on the Keep the Money on the Four podcast. Got a chance to sit down with a friend, a brother, mentee. And yeah. sometimes I feel like I'm the mentor. You be giving me game, you know what I mean? But I appreciate you, man. And this is another episode. Keep the money on the four podcast. Lex Bibb signing out. <laughs>